Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Two of our broadcasts. Welcome back. I'm Bill Shanks, broadcasting live from Coach's Corner on Victory Drive in Savannah, GA. 3016 Victory Drive. I'm sorry, Thunderbolt. 3016 Victory Drive here in Thunderbolt, right outside of Savannah, right across the street from Savannah. We are here for the next two hours at 6 o'clock. All of you in Macon, Warner Robins, Pinehurst, Rochelle, and everywhere in between along with Savannah will get Georgia baseball with Jeff Dantzler and David Johnston as the dogs take on Michigan State. While those of you in Brunswick will get the first hour of the Bill Shank Show. So don't be confused. 478-646-ESPN. Our phone lines are now open. Let's open them up. Christopher. 478-646-ESPN is the number. Quesadillas on the menu. Is that what you got? Quesadillas. And Kevin from Dublin is here, and he actually got mushrooms, which looked awful. They, um, I don't, maybe we ought to have that question as well. Yeah, I got you on. Once you clean the dirt off, it's very tasty. God almighty. John's going to kill you for saying that. Sorry, buddy. They already had it cleaned off. Okay. Exactly. No mushrooms for me. Mushrooms belong in the yard. And the fried squash, see, that's South Georgia food, fried squash. Take the squash, but not the mushrooms. Cut the squash long ways, and it looks like fried fish when you fry it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't do that. I like I like the little circles. Um, that that uh, There's nothing better than fried squash. Really, really good. Um, Chris has now got a second poll on the website do you like mushrooms you may want to you may want to say do you like to eat mushrooms i I don't know if just having the the question do you like mushrooms that might get a lot of people out of the woodworks chris you may want to edit that out (laughs) might be a problem there um we can talk braves we can talk uh, aj spishover pitch today we can talk uh, hawks they've won two in a row should Trey Young be traded? Kevin? Absolutely. Why? They're not winning with him. Get rid of him. And, you know, my good friend Jason Walker, I mean, he just is adamant that they ought to keep him. And I, Jason and I love, I love Jason, but they're not winning. How good is a star if they're not winning? You know, I mean, oh, Ronald Acuna, great player. Well, the Braves are winning, but if they're not winning – What's the point, right? you got to win when you have a star like that. If you don't, get rid of them. Get somebody, try somebody else. Try another combination or something. I don't know. I just – I don't – I hope that DeJounte Murray does really well because the the amount of talent you can get back in a trade for Trey Young is probably extraordinary. They probably have never made a trade like that in the history of the Atlanta Hawks. My God, they traded Dominique and they had to take one of the Manning boys, Danny, Danny. But if you think about what they could get, I mean, we're talking, what, three players, one major player, two complementary players, and, what, two, three first-rounders? Well, you could rebuild your team there if you got somebody worth a damn picking your players, which is a big question because I don't know if they do or not with this team. That's a big question mark, too. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, that's that's a question. Chris has now adjusted the poll. Do you like to eat mushrooms, the food? There you go, Chris. <laughs> the other one might not have worked. Uh, anyway, you can. Uh, I'm doing no on that one. There's 100% so far. It's just me. And Chris, Chris's options here. <laughs> this is Chris now, not Bill. But I'm going to repost this. The three options are. Uh, the question, of course, do you like to eat mushrooms, the food? A, yes. B, no. C, they make me fart. <laughs> Something tells me C may take over real quick. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm never going to eat them. Mushrooms and coffee. Here's the thing. When I expire, which I'm planning to about 2065 when I'm 95, when I have a funeral... Y'all can have all the damn coffee and all the stinking-ass mushrooms that you want because I ain't going to be there. So you can, ha- I mean, you can serve coffee when you go into the, to the Catholic Church and put your finger in the water and do the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You can serve coffee for all I care because I won't be there. But if you do it like with a life celebration, I'm hooked up to, you know, machines, I'm going to haunt you forever. That's for damn sure. You do realize these mushrooms are just not grown out there in the yard. I don't care if they're grown in your backyard in a pot. <laughs> I don't want any mushrooms. There's no way. Does he have mushrooms? Do you have mushrooms in your quesadilla? I'm not sure. I got onions. Onions. I can deal with onions. I can't deal with the, the, with the mushrooms, though. Um, four seven eight six four six ESPN. By the way, uh, we we said Georgia Bulldog baseball is going to be on tonight at six o two six o'clock. First pitch is at six o two. But let me tell you something. We got to mention Georgia Tech baseball. Don't don't fall down when I'm talking about Georgia Tech baseball. Have you heard about the kid from Houston County, Drew Burris? True freshman Drew Burris did a Bob Horner yesterday. He made Georgia Tech history by hitting a school record four home runs in one game. Burris leads the nation. He's a true freshman. He leads the nation with nine home runs in his first eight college games, and he is from Houston County. And I learned today that his dad was a minor league player for the Cincinnati Reds, and he went to, I think they said, Bleckley County. I believe it was Bleckley County. No, what, Telfair County. It was Telfair County, I think his dad went to. but And so he made it to double A, which I think is great. <laughs> I'm not going to say just made it to double A. That's pretty damn good, to be honest with you. And now his son, holy cow, that's pretty impressive. A record with four home runs in one game, and he leads the country with nine home runs in his first eight college games. Be careful, Georgia as they will um, play the Yellow Jackets for a three-game set starting on Friday at the Georgia Tech Stadium, Russ Chandler Stadium with another name now. And uh, then they play at Foley Field on Saturday. Then they play at the AAA Park for the, for the uh, Braves, Cool Today Park on Sunday. And they, you know Drew Burst is going to be trying to get the Bulldogs, that's for sure, but... Good for that young man. That's that's quite a story. Now, see, that's what I want to see. That uh, a, a, a kid from the state of Georgia going to a state school and excelling. Thank God Drew Burst didn't go to LSU or Vanderbilt or something like that. I want I want to see those kind of kids 
go to state of Georgia schools. I really do. And so uh, I think that's great. It's a great story. I know a lot of people in Houston County are very proud of him, and they should be. And hope he'll continue to do well except for this weekend, which I hope he'll go 0 for 12 with a bunch of strikeouts. But daggum freshman, my gosh, that's pretty impressive for sure. Um, also, uh, Braves and Phillies tied today at 7, 7-7. Seven to seven. And so uh, they don't go into extra innings in in the in the spring training game. So it was a seven to seven ball game, and uh, at least the Phillies didn't win. We we mentioned Georgia Southern earlier. They do play tonight at six at Jacksonville against the Dolphins. Georgia Southern two and five so far on the season, and Georgia Tech doesn't play until Friday against Georgia. Dogs play tonight against Michigan State. And uh, no basketball tonight for either the Hawks, Georgia, or or Georgia Tech. So there you go right there. 478-646-ESPN is our number if you'd like to jump in and talk sports with us. For some reason, our questions of the day, do you like mushrooms? Not like to eat mushrooms, I should say, which uh, my answer is a resounding no. And I think, I think we've already got some results on these two polls. So uh, 24 people have voted so far in the do you like to eat mushrooms question 50 percent so 12 of you losers like mushrooms no 41.7 and 8.3 of you say they make me fart which i would guess means you don't like that and then do you like the eagles the band we've had 33 votes and 70 percent say yes and 30 percent say no so there you go two two-thirds a little over two-thirds. J-Rant says, overrated. Anyone can listen to Take It to the Limit and feel good about themselves. I can't explain. I know I'm in the minority here. New kid in town. Blah. Love will keep us alive. Blah. Y'all think before you answer. Rich says, love the Eagles. See them in a few times in concert. Vocals are still incredible. Yeah, and, and you know, even though I always say that it's Glenn singing when it's Don, the, uh, they still sound pretty good considering Glenn's no longer with us. And I hate that because I thought Glenn Fry was awesome. He was also a great bad man in Miami Vice back in the 1980s. He was awesome. But, um, no, I love the Eagles. I think they're outstanding. I think they're a great band. Kevin, do you like the Eagles? He's thinking. It's only a three-hour show. They're okay. I take the doors. Well, that's not the same kind of band. My (laughs) God. If I'm going to ride in my car – you want to okay? You're going to play the door. You're not going to play the Eagles. Yeah, no, probably not. My parents, yes. That was a crack at us older people, right there, was it not? Yeah, but my parents are seventy. <laughs> well, but they yeah, but they were in their twenties when the Eagles started to get good, right? Yeah. So true. there you go. I think the Eagles are pretty awesome. I think they're really, really good. Um, four seven eight six four six ESPN. We'll have more Eagles music today because we're playing Eagles music. All these songs are from the seventies. My lord. How did that happen? All these songs were before you were born. You were in high school? Anybody want to come be on the show, stop by now. Chris, you want to take his microphone so he won't get hit? I'm fixing to hit him with that microphone if you don't watch that. Okay, good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, all seven. I didn't realize all their music. I mean, I knew they were from the 70s, don't get me wrong, but I didn't know all these songs were hits in the 70s. I thought we had a couple of 80s, but we don't. So that's kind of depressing to be honest with you um so we can talk about the hawks and their two-game winning streak without trey young 
does this mean anything or do you think it doesn't really matter? We can talk about the Braves. A.J. Smith-Shalver gave up two home runs, threw the ball hard today, which is good. By the way, Brian Snicker not with the team. He has a stomach bug. So for the second day in a row, Walt Weiss was managing the Braves, and hopefully Snicker will be back tomorrow. That would be good um, to get him back. Uh, Andy on Twitter, they may taste like a ribeye steak, but I'll never know. I don't like to smell them or even see them. They are disgusting. He's talking about mushrooms. Yeah, I think you're right, Andy. I agree with you. They do, and they belong in your yard. The, um, by the way, Dantzler, Dan, Dantzler's already getting really uncomfortable about this series with Georgia Tech coming up over the weekend. He, he just put a picture up of a Georgia Tech football helmet with a line and through it. I don't think anybody hates a team like Jeff Dantzler hates Georgia Tech. I thought I hate the Dodgers or the Mets pretty bad and of course i hate tennessee football big time sorry will but my god jeff dancer and georgia tech i mean when georgia tech is leading when he's when georgia tech's leading georgia in a football game even in the first quarter i have to go check on dancer because he's usually about stroked out he's like out of control like thinking we're going to lose and it's like it's the first quarter come on now don't 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 do that um but anyway, we'll see this weekend when they do play, which ought to be a lot of fun because they're they're all playing, both both teams are playing very very well so far, Georgia and Georgia Tech. Again, the 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 story from spring training today is the work of Ken Giles, striking out the side for the Braves against the Phillies. No relation to Marcus Giles, by the way, but Ken Giles had three strikeouts and he struck out uh, Nick Castellanos. He struck out Bryce Harper, and he also struck out um, Kyle Schwarber, I believe. So that was a great initial appearance for Mr. Giles as he tries to win a, a job on this baseball team. And, look, he, uh, he's a veteran veteran arm. I don't think the Braves would have signed him if they didn't think he could come in and contribute, even though he's been kind of plagued with injuries for the last couple of years. But he obviously um, – he obviously has had a, um, a resurgence there with his arm. Oh, man, I just got some news here from the Associated Press is reporting that Richard Lewis has died. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Some of you may know Richard Lewis from Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he was a hilarious comedian that uh, is has died at 76 and... I'm trying to see what his deal was. He was always dressed in black. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease last year, died at his home in L.A. after suffering a heart attack last night, according to his publicist. He was, I thought he was hilarious. He was in um, a series with Jamie Lee Curtis, Anything But Love. He was in He was in a show with Don Rickles back in the early 90s that was hilarious that was didn't last very long because Don Rickles couldn't stay on script and kept on uh, going off script and just ad-libbing and laughing and everything. There's some video of Richard Lewis with Don Rickles on YouTube when they're doing uh, bloopers that will make you absolutely laugh your head off. Um, but Richard Lewis, dead at the age of 76, that's a shame. He's a really, he was a really talented stand-up comic, and he was named one of the top 50 stand-up comedians of all time. 
by GQ Magazine, and um, he was in a couple of Mel Brooks movies as well. He was just re- – I thought he was great. I thought he was really, really good and really funny, and I hated hate to see that, 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 uh, that uh, Richard Lewis is dead at the age of 76. All right, uh, yeah, he, I, I didn't really see Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've seen some clips of him. Matter of fact, I saw a clip on, on uh, Twitter yesterday of Richard Lewis getting on Larry David on a golf course that was hilarious. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, even though I didn't really watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, that Richard Lewis was great in that as well. But I hate to see that for sure. All right, we're at Coach's Corner here on Victory Drive in Thunderbolt, right across the street from Savannah. And uh, I'd love for you to stop by and say hello. We'll talk sports. We're talking about the Braves, Hawks. Got to talk about the Falcons next in a little bit. More rumors going on about what's going on with the Falcons and their quest for a quarterback. So we'll talk about that. And the phone lines are open, 478-646-ESPN. We'll take a break. Be back with more sports talk from coaches right after this. Seventy-six from the Hotel California album, another hot number one hit for the Eagles. Number fifty-nine for the year in nineteen seventy-seven with "New Kid in Town," which is another one of their great hits. Hard to believe these are 45, 46, 47, 48 year old songs. Crazy of how how old these songs are that people still love, except for J. Rad. And, uh, of course, even the younger kids like these songs, too. Welcome back to our broadcast here from Coach's Corner here on Victory Drive in Savannah. We appreciate you being with us. We are talking sports, and uh, love to see you come by and see us here. All right, so there's talk today. Uh, again, the, um, the, the, the continued discussion about the Atlanta Falcons and their quarterback situation of what's going to happen. There's a report out today that the Falcons are going to meet with Caleb Williams, who, of course, could be and is expected to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. The Falcons are more than likely going to they're, – they're probably going to meet with everybody, to be honest with you. It would be stupid to not have more due diligence and, and deal with them as far as um, just the – all the options you got, you got to go out there and you got to, you got to meet with all the different quarterbacks. You got to talk with the guys who could be your possible selections or who you want to move up and get. You know, I think that's something that's going to be very important for 
this team to have that kind of of uh, of work here in the next month. There, there's another talk, uh, another report out today that the Falcons are the leaders for Justin Fields uh, of the Chicago Bears, and the general manager for the Bears today said in Indianapolis that they do. Well, he's trying to say that he tried to be coy about it, but I think he pretty much gave gave the uh, signal and the indication that uh, Justin Fields has a very good chance to be drafted, so we'll check about that. Falcons, of course, have the eighth pick in the draft, and Caleb Williams considered number one. It looks like Drake Mays, the number two-rated quarterback, and then Jaden Matthews, Jaden Daniels, rather, after that. J.J. McCarthy's looked at as the fourth-best quarterback prospect with guys like Bo Nix and Michael Penix considered after that. But as far as the Falcons, if they stay at eight, they'll probably have their choice of McCarthy if they think he is eligible or not eligible, but if they think he is worthy of being selected at that spot. But the first thing that's going to be uh, this kind of played out, I believe, is Justin Fields. He could be traded at any time. Uh, we don't have to wait until mid-March when they have the when they have the um, they have the uh, free agency start, which is on March the 13th. That's when free agency starts, so we're not sure about that and uh, who they're going to go after, what they're going to look at, and so forth and so on. So Fields is the first domino that could fall, and everybody's got to kind of see what's up with him will there be other teams involved with Justin Fields or the Falcons going to be it they're going to be the only team to really pursue Justin Fields I think that's one thing the Falcons have got to look at is they don't want to bid against themselves right they don't want to have Justin Fields as the only real uh, target for them and they don't want to be the only real target for Justin Fields if that's the case the Bears will probably take him off the market and not trade him because there won't be a whole lot of value in that player but I think there will be other teams that will be interested in Justin Fields at the right pl- at the right price. He had a uh, good game against the Falcons this past year, running for 45 yards on 11 carries, throwing for 268 yards with a touchdown pass. Had a good game against them, a much better game in 2023 than he had in 2022 in Atlanta against the Falcons. But he's a hometown guy, so everybody's going to be talking about that of whether the Falcons would want a hometown guy. Is that good? Sometimes it could be good. Sometimes it could be bad. You just don't know. But there's no question about the fact that Justin Fields is a candidate out there, and that's the first decision that Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris have got to make. Do we want Justin Fields to lead our offense? Um, but, yeah, there were some rumors out earlier today that, once again, the Bears are getting ready to pedal him away and, whether or not that will be something we see soon or quickly, I don't know. I have no idea. But it's the uh, it's the first thing to, to really fall with this. Then you have free agency. Then you have the possibility of a Kirk Cousins or a Baker Mayfield. And then you have the draft. Then you have the decisions that have got to be done, made with the draft. And even if the Falcons were to get a Justin Fields or a free agent like a, an older Kirk Cousins or a Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield may require a longer contract, but I don't think that we're going to see Kirk Cousins get too long of a contract because he will be 36 years old this season. That probably would still make it viable for the Falcons to go after a young quarterback. But how high up would you want to have that 
option for you. Would you take him at eight? Would you take a quarterback at eight like a J.J. McCarthy if you already had Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield? Well, I would because I just think you can't go wrong with too many quarterback options. You've got to find one that will stick long-term and short-term. Short-term, he may be perfect. Maybe Kirk Cousins is perfect for this team if he can come back from his Achilles injury. Maybe Baker Mayfield is perfect. Maybe he can come back from his uh, – well, he's not coming back from anything except being a schmuck against the dogs back when he tried to act like he was – they were choking, and instead he got beat in that Rose Bowl game. But – and I like Baker. I mean, I think Baker's cocky. He's kind of a smart aleck. But, you know, I don't mind my quarterback having a little swagger to him. Uh, I don't. I don't really have a problem with that, and I wouldn't mind Baker Mayfield to be honest with you. I think I, I don't want to give him forty million dollars. I mean, I'm not just going to go hand out forty million dollar contracts to all these all these quarterbacks. I think I'd rather have someone kind of earn that before they do that. But again, we're going to see and hear these rumors on a daily basis. It's not going to stop. It, it's going to be very difficult to. Um, not hear something on a regular basis because the teams that are going to want to go after Justin Fields or after these free agents. And remember now, two weeks from tomorrow is the start of free agency, March 13th, which is also a very good day. It's my birthday. And you can send cash if you'd like to to P.O. Box 1, Macon, Georgia, 30202. But um, I'm kidding. Two weeks. So we, I mean, we're two weeks away from free agency. So, again, that Justin Fields decision for the Falcons, at least, has to come pretty quick. I wouldn't think they would want to get too close to the free agency period if they do want, if they do, in fact, want Justin Fields. But we'll see. Let's get to a phone call. Dave in Savannah is with us. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for calling. I've been listening to your discussions uh, today and earlier about Justin Fields and Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins. And I don't follow Convic- the Convince me. Convince me who's the best choice, Dave, because I can't decide on that. Well, I don't know enough to really have an intelligent answer, but I guess I would lean to Cousins because of his proven track record uh, despite injury concerns. But here's my question. I seem to remember that when Justin Fields, he played for Georgia, right, and he took a, he took a transfer away from the Georgia program, and I thought there was something a little unethical maybe in the manner he, he went about doing that. I, I could be wrong, and I may be confusing him with somebody else, but I just wondered if there's any, any sort of question mark about the kind of, kind of person he is in addition to his football talent or lack of talent. Uh, do, you, do you remember what I'm talking about? Now? Well, yeah, there seemed to be something, Dave. I can't remember the specifics about it. Maybe someone else could, could uh, refresh my memory. I don't think it was anything bad. I mean, it, that was before transfers became second nature. Right. I mean, I, that, that was when transfers were transferring because they really didn't have room with someone in front of them or they just had a better opportunity that was non-financial related unless you went to Auburn. Um, but, I, 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 yes, it seemed like there was something going. Oh, I know what it was. There was a, a, an accusation that someone in the stands made a racial comment about him and that that was partly why he decided to leave Georgia and go to Ohio State. And I can't remember if that was in the Gator Bowl or the Georgia-Florida game, uh, but I, I, my memory's coming back to me a little bit now. But it seemed like that was used as kind of a reason for that, but the real reason was he didn't have a chance to play with Jake Fromm there. Yeah. Well, 
that that may be it. My memory's not good, but I just had this question mark hanging, and I thought I'd ask if you were aware of anything. Yeah, I think that was it. That's the only thing I can remember. And again, I could, I could be corrected, but I I think that was. I I mean, look, he, you know, Jake got the job. I mean, I I thought that Kirby should have played Justin Fields after the LSU loss. In what year was that? Eighteen. What year did they go to Baton Rouge and? Yeah, I think it was 18. It was the year before LSU won the national championship. So I think it was 18. I thought that he should have put Justin Fields in in that game because I don't think that Jake played very well. Um, But, uh, of course, Jake had done very well for him the year before and had taken over for Jacob Eason. And what are you going to do? I mean, it's not an easy decision. I think some people thought that Kirby should have found some type of way to make it where Justin would not leave. But he was a talented kid. He wanted to play every game and start every game and so it was going to be hard with Jake there so I know it was brought up that there was something that happened with a fan in the stands I, I want to say it was in Jacksonville but yeah I, I think the bottom line was he knew with Jake there he wasn't going to play or he wasn't going to start he might have played but he wasn't going to start and, he won- and the kid wanted to start I don't blame me for that you know he's a great talent well that may have been it I just had something in the back of my mind uh, but then tell me about his tell me about his uh, production with the Bears because I have not followed him and I don't know uh, what to make of it. But I gather that it's uh, sort of a uh, mediocre kind of uh, resume of the Bears. Is that right? Well, it, it it has been. It's it's not been great. I mean, he did uh, get better. I thought this past season uh, we've seen him two years in a row against the Falcons, and I thought he was much improved this year compared to 2022. Uh, he played better against the Falcons in this past this past season. His completion percentage went up one percentage point from the year before. He had uh, one fewer touchdown and two fewer interceptions, but 300 more yards passing. His rushing numbers went down this past season com- compared to when he had a um, hundred over, or rather, over a thousand. He had 1,143 rushing yards in 2022, and then he went down to 657. So I think he just threw the ball a little bit more in, in 2023. But he, um, you know, I thought he was better. When I saw him against the Falcons in 2023 compared to 2022, I thought there was more development there. Now, you know, there's arm strength. Of course, accuracy is a question mark. How much better can he get and and – I'm telling you, Dave, that's where I am a bad prognosticator. I wish I was just convinced beyond compare that, oh, my gosh, get Justin Fields. He's going to be a great Falcon player for 10 years. He's going to be the guy. I don't know. I, I, I like the fact I saw improvement last season. That was good. But still, um, is he a franchise quarterback? Because that's what you got to have. And I don't know if I know the answer to that. I don't think he's shown that yet. Can he get better and show it with Atlanta with a better offensive line? Maybe he can. Well, that's very helpful, and uh, and I appreciate getting filled in. I think what I'm going to do is quit worrying about it and just uh, be happy about the way the Braves' uh, starting pitching looks so far. And, uh, <laughs> look, look, for, look forward to baseball season. Well, I don't blame you there. And and I hate, uh, Dave, I apologize to you, and I've apologized in advance to all the listeners of not having a strong opinion on this quarterback situation. I think it's the most difficult thing for any sports fan to really predict. I mean, I, I wish there was someone who was just hell-bent on 
Bill, it's Justin Fields, or Bill, it's Kirk Cousins, or, you know, I, I, there's so many options that it's hard to pick the right one. It's going to be a, a, a franchise-changing decision. When you've got to make a call on a quarterback, that's what it is. And so it's going to be tough. I'm glad I'm not doing it because I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. But I, I, I'm leery of giving $40 million to Kirk Cousins because he's 36 years old. He's coming off a torn Achilles tendon. You know, how much do you give Baker Mayfield? I don't know. I'm not going to give him $40 million either. Uh, he hasn't done enough to warrant that kind of money. Justin Fields, you're going to have to make a pretty quick decision on him as far as a long-term contract. Can he come in and do that immediately with, you know, new coaches and T.J. Yates being quarterback coach? I, I don't know. So I, I, I wish I was just blown away by a scenario that made me feel like that's the perfect answer, but I'm just not yet. Well, I appreciate the analysis and I appreciate talking to you as always. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate you. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Wes is in Warner Robins. Hello, Wes. Bill Shanks. Yes, Man, sir. Let me tell you, I've been listening to you from the beginning. I think, anyway. But I was coming. Two thousand seven, March of two thousand seven. That seventeen years next month. How about that? Man, I understand it. You've grown. You've done a lot. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you. But I was listening this morning. Uh, a couple mornings ago, I saw Bill King was mentioning you in the PJ conversation. Yeah, and from I Friday. Like yeah, and I felt like a proud brother or something because <laughs> <laughs> he really—I mean, the content you offer us in this local community and what you provide us—I don't think people really understand what you do for us here. You know, in Warren Robins, my dad was a local radio man. He ran WRBN back in the day, and kept pushing dad it's all about sports but bill shanks is the only one that really knew that right <laughs> well i've been a sportscaster for a long time so I'm, I'm glad to be able to do it now I, I love what we're building and hope we can continue to make it better day by day that's what we try to do yeah so i just wanted to tell you man i was just so proud when i heard that uh he actually mentioned the conversation and I'm, I'm coming home from work i'm like this is bill shanks he's a local I know you're not a local guy, but what you've done for us locally has uh, really put sports on the map for middle Georgia. And uh, what you do for us, I just want to thank you, bud. Well, Wes, that's awfully nice of you. Thank you very much. And, and it was a interesting conversation with CPJ. I didn't expect it to go viral, but he, he had a lot to say. I, I guess I set him up perfectly. I put the ball on the tee, and he hit it out of the park with a couple of zingers, didn't he? It's next-level stuff. Oh, uh, Bill. <laughs> well, thank you. It really is. Wes, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. We hope you'll call again, okay? Okay, thanks, Bill. All right, take care. Just got a note from Rick Flatford. Listen to this. Falcons are apparently ready to make a solid offer for Justin Fields. They are hoping to get the deal done in the next 48 hours. Wow, how about that now? All right, that's kind of appropriate for what we were discussing. That may be the first domino to fall, as we said. I was just saying it a couple minutes ago. Rick Flatford, our Falcons guru, says, yep, it's possibly going to happen. They're going to try to go for him, so let's see what happens. Let's talk about that. What do you think about Justin Fields? If that's the, that's the selection, if that's what the Falcons want, what do you think about it? We'd love to hear from you. 478-646-ESPN, at Bill Shanks on Twitter. Again, call us up. We're at Coach's Corner here on Victory 
drive in Thunderbolt GA looking across the street at beautiful Savannah. We're back with more sports talk right after this. Hell, this song's better than our show. We could just listen to this. You know what it is. That hotel on the PCH. Hotel California. Make sure you don't get mugged. Oh, hell, I forgot. This, this is like a 45-second intro. Well, you know this song. We got stuff to talk about. Hotel California from 1977. God, we're getting old. Holy crap. 47 years ago? I remember when the the class above me in 1987 thought this was the best song. That, that was already 10 years old then. God. I'm surprised I'm not listening to Dizzy Gillespie songs from 1950s for crying out. Number one for one week. And it's an iconic song, number 19 for the year in 1977, Hotel California. Back on our broadcast here. Okay, um, we're talking about, uh, again, Rick Flatford giving us a little scoopage here about, about Justin Fields. And evidently on a conference call this morning, Raheem Mars said, I'd be very comfortable with Justin Fields. Hmm, Okay. All righty. Well, that might be it. We'll have to wait and see. What do you give up for Justin Fields? Um, I'm ran Kevin from Dublin, and Chris from Savannah is here. What do you all think about Justin Fields? Give us your thoughts, Chris. I think there's uh, some potential upside there. I think Zach Robinson probably uh, can get something out of him. Um, I'd like to see him get, get to that third, fourth read type situation in the pros. I think that was one of the things that, you know, that I think he was a system quarterback in college. I think Ohio State, the the offense that they ran is difficult for defenses to yeah. prepare against that. A lot, lot of different ways. So I don't think he had to get to that third, fourth read a lot of times. But I think his mobility in the pros has, has shown that he has capability of really leading a football team. So as long as you don't spend the farm on him, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, I think I think it's a good choice. Right price now. is my question mark, right? Uh, they're getting an extra pick from Jacksonville, a third rounder, the Jaguars, and they're not going to sign Ridley before the deadline. They'll wait till after the deadline, and then they don't have to give up a second round pick. I would do that. I'm sure they'll do that too. So I think they're going to get an extra third round pick. Could they get Justin Fields for that third rounder, or do they have to give up a second rounder, leaving them only with two third rounders on day two? That's the question mark I have. I wouldn't overspend for him because it's not like he's a star. If, if he's being replaced by someone who's unproven, even though it's a Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams, that's still uncertain, right, where it's not, it's not like we're trading for a major player here or Chicago would keep him. So I, I'll be comfortable with that third-round pick, maybe a fifth-rounder next year too or something like that, but I don't think you'd go crazy on trading for Justin yeah, I, Fields. I think, too, you, you, you up your speed with the backfield. You, you got his mobility with B. John Robinson, what he can do. Kyle Pitts from the tight end position. Yeah. And, all kind uh, of athletes. Yeah. And, and Drake London, I think, you, I think you increase that team speed as well with the addition of Justin Fields. Kev? I just want to win. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to feel about it. I mean – 
Justin Fields is, I know he's a tough quarterback. I think he's proven that. Uh, and we don't know if he, I, I don't feel that he had the weapons around him in Chicago. And I know we have weapons in Atlanta now. We just need to get the ball distributed out. Uh, it's, it's uh, either way, if that's going to happen, that's going to be exciting. I just don't want to give up too much. We've given up a lot over the years. And uh, we finally are in a good spot uh, as, as far as picks. And uh, yeah. just don't want to uh, don't want to go backwards from there or get in a situation like we've been in the previous five or six, seven years. Well, and again, um, I don't know who else is in on Justin Fields. You've, in the past, Pittsburgh and the Raiders, Las Vegas, those two have been mentioned with Justin Fields. I don't think anybody else um, – Pittsburgh's kind of like Atlanta. They're going to be mentioned with everybody because I don't. I think they're going to move on, obviously, from from Kenny Pickett. Uh, they've already let Mitch Trubisky go, so I think Pittsburgh is one of those spots where you could see a quarterback landing of, of this musical chairs they're going to play. I, the Raiders, I, who knows what the Raiders can do? That's always a wild card. You never know what they can do. But I don't, I don't know if Atlanta's bidding against anyone, and if that's the case, then – might come at a good deal. Yeah, you certainly do not give up too much. Yeah, right. Why give up a lot if you're only the only team really interested in him? I mean, if it's a third rounder, I, yeah, you know, let let's let's do that. And um, so, yeah, I I think that's um, I think that would be good. But I, I I'm not sure. I just <laughs> I hope once a deal is done, I'm like more assertive in my thoughts of okay, let's go. You know, it's like. Raheem Morris. I didn't want Raheem Morris. I wanted Bill Belichick. But after Raheem Morris was the selection, and I wasn't going to change anything by complaining about Bill Belichick not being the guy, it's like, okay, let's go. Let's see what he can do. Let's give him the shot. Let's do it, so forth and so on. And so I, I hope I have that feeling with whatever happens, happens, you know. Now, I think the question I have, if they traded for Justin Fields – if a quarterback's still there at eight, what if Daniel slips to eight? What if you do fall in love with J.J. McCarthy? Do you still get a quarterback at eight if that's who you want on the board? Kevin? Yes. I, that, will Bowers be on there before Daniels? See, I still think that Bowers is going to go, and I, I know Kuyper said this the other day um, somewhere, and I saw him say this, that he just can't ex- – he can't really understand why Bowers would be there after five with the Chargers because of Jim Harbaugh. To me, that's a perfect spot for Brock Bowers to go with Justin Herbert. And, I mean, I, I could just imagine Harbaugh, an offensive guy, just getting a little man crush on Brock Bowers and say, oh, hell yes, that's who I want to put with Justin Herbert. So I wonder, too, if uh... – with Raheem Morris being a defensive-minded coach, if you're going to see some free agents fall into the offensive category and see him hit that draft up for defense, I'd like to see. I'd really like to see him take a big defensive player in that first round right there. You like Dallas Turner? I do. I think. I think especially that linebacker position that Atlanta kind of needs that um, fill that position. That or, or certainly a defensive end. Yeah, but, you know, I think last year, I think with the defense, they got tired out at the end of the year. But what you saw more of for the first time in a long time was um, some 
pressure from the defensive front. I mean, it was yeah. refreshing to see that for many years. You had no pressure on the quarterback, but last year you did see a lot, a lot more of that from them, where they were able to get pressure on those quarterbacks and and force force some quarterbacks to make some plays. Where in the past they were just able to sit back and have a field day. I, I'd like a pass rusher. I think I'm leery of Dallas Turner because of Vic Beasley, yeah. and that's unfair. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I didn't think Vic Beasley was the number eight pick in the draft that year, and they got him. And for one year, he was great, but then he was trash. And I, I, I that's unfair to <laughs> Dallas Turner to compare him to Vic Beasley. And I wonder if they'll address that in free agency. So of course, we'll have a more direct knowledge of what they may target after free agency. If they get a pass rusher in free agency, they won't want Dallas Turner, but they want instead a second cornerback, for example, you know, or someone, another safety, maybe another defensive back. Um, you know, there, there's been talk, and I know Perry put this on Twitter, that they would choose a wide receiver at, at number eight, which... It, it, I'm going to lose my mind if this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. This is I, I mean, getting know. ridiculous. Yeah, I just and I know Russ Brown in Nebraska would stroke out. We'd never hear from Russ again if they took a wide receiver at number eight. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's smart. I don't. I think that would be stupid. I think, and Rome, the the kid Rome Modaduzzi or whatever his name is from Washington, is a good player, and I'm sure he'll be a very good NFL player. But stop doing that. Stop getting those receivers at, and skilled players. Let's get some lines of scrimmage guys. Um, that can make a difference. Or, again, if I, I wouldn't be opposed to J.J. McCarthy if they fell in love with him. You know, because if, if they took him at eight, you would know, well, they really fell in love with McCarthy's potential even after getting a Justin Fields or a Kirk Cousins or a Mayfield. We're like, yeah, okay, let's see that. But um, I don't know. Another receiver at eight, I just don't know if I can go with that. That would be, right. be tough. Yeah, I think line of scrimmage is where the game is won, so – I think too many years in a row they've they've whiffed on opportunities to build both lines of scrimmage up. Yeah. In yeah. the draft if you if you're trying to build a team, but I think I think they've kind of built this team for a, a win now thing over the last couple of years with the the cap freeing up and they're yeah. able to spend some money. I think over the last 2 years they've been able to put a little towards win now. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the free agency and putting the pieces together. No question, no question. We're going to take a break, come back. we got three on hold that want to talk about this. We're at Coach's Corner here, and our phone number is 478-646-3776. At Bill Shanks on Twitter, the rumor about Justin Fields. We'll talk more about that as we continue on the Bill Shanks Show. Mm-hmm. 